Shout out to the Mountain Wellness listeners. We've got a great Black Friday, Cyber Monday deal to live your healthiest, longest life possible. You need to understand what's going on inside. Inside Tracker takes a personalized approach to health and longevity from the most trusted and relevant source, your body. This Black Friday, Cyber Monday, get $200 off Inside Tracker's ultimate plan or 34% off the entire store. Go to insidetracker.com slash mountain wellness for my exclusive discount code. Inside Tracker was created by experts in aging, genetics, and biometric data from Harvard, Tufts, and MIT. Inside Tracker provides personal health analysis and clear recommendations, plus an action plan on how to live healthier longer. Inside Tracker can also calculate your biological age, the rate at which you're aging, compared to your chronological age, as well as ways to lower your biological age. The thing we love most about Inside Tracker is they give you the recommendations on things you can control to optimize your health, like food, supplements, workouts, and other lifestyle choices. So this Black Friday, Cyber Monday, get $200 off Ultimate Plan or 34% off the rest of the store. Just go to insidetracker.com slash mountain wellness. What up, mountain athletes? Corey here. I want to talk to you about supplements. Uh, they can be so confusing. You don't know which ones to take. You don't know if you're taking a trusted brand. Uh, you're reading different stuff. Your friends are telling you stuff. Stop stressing. We got you here at Mountain Wellness. Head over to our website at mountainwellnesslife.com. Click on the menu tab and you'll see supplements. Once you're there, you will be able to shop and browse all of the trusted brands that we carry here at Mountain Wellness like Thorn Research, Peer Encapsulations. Uh, but the best part is if you set up a personal profile, if you have any questions, I can answer them personally. So maybe you don't know, even know what to take. Uh, I can answer those right there on your profile. Also, we have protocols that are already set up for general nutrition, uh, as far as just general daily protocols, um, and even specific protocols for gut. So head over to our website at mountainwellnesslife.com, click on the menu tab and you'll see supplements and you'll be on your way to browsing and shopping all the trusted brands here at Mountain Wellness. Anxiety, stress, sleep, asthma, Exercise-induced bronchoconstriction are all becoming epidemic in our population, especially in endurance sports. It's time to get control of our nervous system and respiratory performance. The best way to do this is through performance breathing. Two landmark studies have been done. The Framingham study and the study out of Buffalo University discovered that how long you live is primarily determined by how well you breathe. Yet very little is mentioned about breathing in our population. Not only did we at Mountain Wellness develop the methodology for breathing for the mountain athlete in the most demanding environments in the world, we went beyond that with our closed balance system, testing it on multiple mountain passes at 10, 12, 13, and even on the summit of Mount Whitney multiple times, 14,000 feet. Because if you know how to thrive up there, you will crush your pursuits at 7, 8, 9, and 10,000 feet, reducing mountain sickness, increasing hydration, getting more oxygen delivery. This course covers everything to create the most optimal respiratory performance currently available. Head to mountainwellnesslife.com. Under the tab Courses, you can see the full outline of everything we offer in our online video training course. Whether you want to improve your health and longevity or want the best available strategy for the mountains on race day, we have you covered. 
Mountain Wellness, optimizing human performance to extend longevity for mountain athletes. What up, mountain athletes? Welcome to another episode of the Mountain Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Corey Reed. And I'm joined, as always, with my mountain brother and co-host, Mr. Mike Mahina. What's going on, bro? Ah, California to the mountains of Montana. How's it going over there with the elk? Freezing my ass off. <laughs> <laughs> it's cold this morning, dude. It's uh, uh, We're not even officially into uh, winter yet, and uh, winter has showed up in Big Mo. So oh, dang. I, I don't know, 10 degrees outside right now. We It snowed all last night. Uh, speaking so, of which, the ride last home, the, the ride home last night was pretty sketch. Oh, I got like 15 minutes, a nice 15 minute drive. And it was like pretty limited visibility, dumping snow, the, but it had, uh, warmed up just enough for snow to melt a little bit yesterday. And then it, of course it froze back over Ooh, when we were driving right. home. So it was just slick as <laughs> Oh man. Slick as can be. So do they drive really um, a lot slower than that? Or or how do they Do they drive a lot slower than the well, speed limit kind of thing? Is that how they Yes get and no. It? Like there's always that jackass redneck that, you know, flies by in his diesel truck just plowing and it totally. scares everybody. You know. But <laughs> uh for the most part, um everybody's respectful and, and I think everybody's white knuckling and, and just as aware of the weather. So um one thing I have to say, though, about Helena, and I, I'm sure, I mean, I'm speaking for Helena, not other cities in Montana, but they're just horrible at at maintaining the roads with storms as far as like snow plowing and dropping sand. Yeah. Because I've been to a lot of, you know, mountain towns and, and bigger cities within, you know, Denver, for example, or Salt Lake. And um, it's like those plows are running as it's snowing. And, you know, it's like last right. night, for example. They had all day to plow, and it's like, I don't know. So it's it, I, that's that's hard. Um, I think for a lot of people, they hesitate to go out because they know it's we don't have good snow plowing. But I don't know. It's Mo- that's Montana for you. <laughs> Dang, and it's like it's like eighty degrees right now here. It's we got a wind. We got wind coming through our area, so it's pretty warm out right actually. So I can't even imagine the difference. You know what's crazy though? Five degrees or something outside. That's the shock, especially for me being a Southern California native. Uh, there's no transition. Like we typically go from summer straight into um, winter. Like <laughs> there's no real fall. Um, uh, yeah. My wife but, is talking about the fall, how much we, we enjoyed seeing the, the leaves turn just just the fall itself, that feeling of it just starts to get a little colder. So you don't get that. It just goes, <laughs> it's nice one day and then it's freezing. No, cold. it's always like, totally. It's like 80 degrees. And then typically around Halloween, like you can bet that Halloween is going to be our transition point. Um, the last two years on Halloween, it was dumping snow. Kids got like you know, their jackets on over there. Uh, costumes as we're trick-or-treating but this year it was beautiful i think it was like and the mid 60s low 60s but that's like hoodie weather in montana otherwise they're Um, wearing like really puffy costumes i uh i noticed that like 
the SoCal local mountains are opening really early though. I saw Big Bear had their their grand, you know, their their opening day, uh Big Bear Mountain Resort and then I believe Mountain High Wrightwood also did. Mammoth is uh is cranking, so that's badass. That's yeah. unusual. That's a good sign for this winter. Yeah, I did read uh, somewhere that the snowpack, the snowpack is looking good right now in the Sierras. So that was a good sign. We just had a blast of rain too. Yeah, I think a week ago. I was just going to ask you that because I think you guys got a nice little cold spell or cold for <laughs> cold for your area with some moisture and uh, it's promising. Like I think we're going to have a heavy winter here in Montana because we had a lot of moisture even through uh, like later in the summer. And, and I sure hope fall, we have that so. here. We really need it really bad. We're in drought. We're in drought protocols right now. It's nuts. Have you seen um, any of the, the stuff going on with Lake Mead and all the other reservoirs down mm. that, you know, that, no. that's all coming down the... Oh, bro. The Lake Mead's just drying up. Um, I can't... I wish I knew the the, you know, the the numbers on it but i mean it's like it's such a problem right now um huge problem i mean talking like the shoreline has gone down hundreds of feet Mm. Uh, there's boats they're discovering like bodies that were dumped freaking in like the the gangster days in vegas that was like an area they drive them out to boulder uh yeah dude like boulder basin and they put them in these whiskey barrels and throw them over the side like near hoover dam but oh, wow. they've been down there for, you know, however many years since the twenties and, and I'm, they're discovering boats and it's like a, but it's a big problem. I mean, they're talking about that's the, the hydropower that Vegas gets from the Hoover dam. Um, and if there's no water going through, through there, that's uh, a problem. on top of the, I don't know how it, I think most of that water is diverted for drinking for California. I don't know if what what rights nevada has on the the water for um drinking but i know az also like fina it's a big issue i mean all the reservoirs from lake powell mojave havasu um and the reason is it's all of it is dictated by how much snowpack is in the colorado rockies like that's all the the rockies watershed wow um and i know we're always throwing out book recommendations but if you guys want to read an amazing book it's one of my top three like literally um in my top three of all time but it's called the emerald mile Hmm. i don't have the author's name offhand but it's uh i can't even it it it, it not only does it cover the history um of like the the reservoirs that in hydro or i'm sorry the, the the dams um that were created along the colorado but it goes into like the deep history of um, like the protest, like the Sierra club was like big protest of Glen dam, which was Lake Powell's dam. Um, but then it also goes over the history of general Powell, who was the first individual to come down and scout the Colorado Rocky or I'm sorry, the, the um, Colorado river. And um, you think, you know, I've been on parts of the Colorado and it's a gnarly river. Oh yeah, um, it is. I was down in it in the Grand Canyon like too. That thing moves. Yeah, that's what I was just gonna say. So you know, they they think they were they passed the Grand, you know, through that part of it, deep in the canyon, class four, class five rapids, and um, 
I can't, you know, in the early 1900s, uh, or maybe even before that, I can't remember the dates, but it's just like insane to think about, uh, you know, what type of adventure that'd be, um, trying to navigate and and not knowing like what, what we're coming into. (laughs) It's totally. Yeah, like exactly. And then, so that's like one part of it, the history of the Colorado and then, um, just a lot of that territory that we love so much from the Colorado, Colorado Rockies. And then, you know, just that whole territory, but then it really gets deep into the hydro, um, like how basically, um, civil engineering of these hydro dams work. And they go into one story in particular, the El Nino year where the Glen dam. Wow. That's that's the Pal Dam was the first time ever that they had to open the spillways because it was over. It was literally about to overflow. It was I like remember hearing just about a that. couple feet from the mm-hmm. top. Yeah, dude, and they're going inside and and you know they're like talking about what was going on with the engineers that were literally working inside the dam and and then the Emerald Mile is uh, that's like the overall sort of plot or theme of the story is these these dudes that broke the Colorado river speed record, um, on these Dory boats. So there's this history of these Dory, Dory men, um, these guys, they would row these, these Dory boats and they were much more technical than these big old like pancake rafts. It's mm. just incredible, dude. There's so many like inner, like these multiple storylines going at once, but the history that you get from it, it, it's amazing. So the Emerald mile, guys got to read it yeah i feel like water is murky in how it how it gets to los angeles <laughs> there's like a total mercury murky history to it all. <laughs> there's some shady stuff going on probably still but yeah we just got to ration it really carefully um that's what's happening here right now so let's hope it just dumps this winter yeah we need it so let's get into our history about what we're about to talk about uh what we've been up to yeah, bro. Okay. Um, so I think to set it up, uh, just a little bit of, you know, my history into biohacking. And I think this is such a great example of what biohacking is for those of our, li- you know, those listeners that have been around for a while and heard of, heard us use the term biohacking or maybe have heard it thrown around the interwebs. Um, but it's, uh, it could be kind of hard to grasp until you have something to relate it to. I think the the easiest way or um, something really easy to understand is heart rate or like HRV or something like that. But um, blood work and DNA testing is also a part of that. And uh, Mike and I have recently got our full workups with Inside Tracker, which is a, a full DNA and blood workup in combination with your lifestyle habits, basically your what your fitness looks like, um, fit, fitness regimen, everything combined. And then a team of doctors, physicians kind of looks over that and does a pretty extensive, um, rundown looking at all those factors. And so, uh, we got our results, which was, it's badass. Like I've been geeking out with Shay here at the den, our operations manager. And, uh, I know Mike, you've got your results recently and you've been kind of doing the same. So, Today, we just want to talk about the uh, importance of blood work, uh, number one, and then kind of just give an example of this is a, a, a 
really uh, a good example of what biohacking is and why it is so beneficial and um, why you need to do it really. Like there's really no excuse, right, Mike? It's well, otherwise for me, it's like, I realized I was just guessing when I first found these guys, I was, exactly. I, I was just <laughs> guessing at what I was doing. I wanted to be healthy and wanted to pursue a health and longevity lifestyle. And so, you know, we, we've heard about, inside track before four and i thought you know what i'm i'm feeling fatigued over a period of time you know you go through covid you're like i don't know if that has any lasting effects you just you're just kind of floating along not really knowing uh what's going on inside the body in terms of you know your blood uh what your dna may ex- be predisposed to whatever so that it just it what it does is it focuses you on okay here's the reality of where i'm, I'm really at and and do I need supplementation? Because, you know, we know, you and I know that every supplement in the world that exists only tells you this is good for you and here's the benefits. And so you have to wade through that. And uh, I think the blood work helps give you a, a map, kind of a roadmap on, okay, maybe I need this supplement. Maybe I need to change diet. It's awesome for that. Yeah, absolutely. That's That was well said. Um and I was talking to Shay about this yesterday. Like we have our essential supplements, which are like, you know, pretty much everybody needs to be taking. Um, but you still don't know exactly where you're at with those when, if you're not getting your blood work, but then there's also like these supplements that could be beneficial or are beneficial. If you're say low in something, um, in my case, I'll give you an example, vitamin B. Like I've been doing an, an organ complex for a while, uh, which is amazing. Um, organs are super nutrient dense, oh, yeah. but I also have a pretty high consumption of grass fed, like red meat. So my vitamin B was off the charts, like really high. <laughs> Got a so B on your chest. My physician's report. <laughs> Like, uh, and you. they were like yeah you know back off your 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 b supplements and it was but that's super empowering because if not i would have continued taking uh those organ complex or the organ complex which mind you i wasn't taking that specifically for the the bees um it just happens to be one of the nutrient most nutrient dense forms of uh b complex or b vitamins in a in a natural form in a food form versus say taking something like thorn research uh synthetic b complex mm-hmm. so that was interesting um that was really eye-opening no pun intended <laughs> <laughs> you know it's 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 kelby you know, that one's for you <laughs> it's so interesting like you know i ended up with mine um making some adjustments as well thinking I need I need this stuff because I heard I need it instead of I need this stuff because my body's asking for it, um, and so that made a difference. In, and I I would like my original blood work. It, it was it was pretty simple. Um, I needed to lower magnesium because I was taking it more than I needed, uh, and that you know again that's my own fault. I was just taking too much of it, um, and so I just needed to back off a little bit on it and then increase my vitamin D, which was shocking because I spend a lot of time in Southern California outdoors. I run, you know, 15 miles a week in the sunlight. So I thought, no way would I possibly need vitamin D. So to see low on vitamin D was really a stunning thing for me. Um, yeah. So, you know, and of course that affects mood. It affects, uh, 
sleep. It affects, it can affect overall things. And so I think that was part of my fatigue. Well, let's go for fun. Let's kind of go through, um, let's just run through the, the biomarkers. They really put a focus on in their workup for longevity. Um, Cause I, I know them off the top of my head. I have a pretty good idea where I was at, but I think it would be fun, kind of fun to share. Yeah. Where both of us um, were at with all these. So it starts to like, just so you guys have an idea, um, you get a, a salivary DNA test and then that DNA, the DNA results come back. And it, there were some really funny ones for me because I'm very in tune uh, with my, I was just with everything uh, especially with food and just overall, it's really in tune with my body. Yeah, you're very sensitive. And there was to one it. genetic snip <laughs> that came back that said, like, I have a high likelihood for high caffeine consumption. And I started, <laughs> I started cracking up. I'm like, yeah, that's, I know that. Um, I'm definitely, I could drink coffee all day long until the moment I hit, put my head on the pillow at night. That's amazing um, to me because it's just yeah because some people can do right? that you can it, have a freaking full espresso that go right to sleep and and I'm not built that way I actually have to have decap so you and I are polar opposites in a sense that way just because of our physical yeah makeup. And we always kind of knew right we knew we both handle caffeine different so I mm-hmm. have a I have a high I I basically can metabolize caffeine really quick mm-hmm. I have this gene that allows me to process caffeine. That, pro- uh, that, that gene was given said- to you by the coffee companies. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'd be like a great ambassador for a coffee company. We got the ambassador gene. tester, like all the above. So, um, yeah, any coffee companies reach out. We, 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 we have a coffee sponsor gene. available. <laughs> um, so it's, uh, I totally lost my train of thought now. I'm thinking about co- coffee. Oh, yeah. Okay. So speaking of which, coffee. So I have a, I can metabolize caffeine really quick, but basically it was like, but with that said, you could potentially have a, um, consume a lot more coffee for that reason, or basically mm-hmm. a lot more caffeine. They didn't say coffee. They just said you could have a high caffeine. Uh, I could reach for it a lot easier um, mm-hmm. because I metabolize it fast, which makes sense because if, uh, if I'm burning through it quick, it's like, Hey, I need another cup of coffee. I like the way I felt for the last hour. Um, I'm kind of losing that, that focused edge that, of, that I get from it mm-hmm. anyway. So that, that wasn't a, a funny one, but then, you know, there's other ones that are really important to understand. And I think that's why it's like, the DNA is is a powerful tool because there's certain genes that you can carry that uh, basically um, make you have a higher likelihood for some of the cholesterol issues and cardiovascular health, and it has nothing mm-hmm. to do with you know the type of fat you're eating. Like you could be eating the best saturated fat um, there is, um, but just the way that you metabolize. It, you have a really high likelihood of uh, developing atherosclerosis and some of these mm. cardiovascular uh, issues. But, and I think it's the APOA f- something for or one gene, um, mm. which thank God I didn't have because I eat a shit ton of butter and stuff like that. Me too. So, 
but that's it's like could you imagine though if you didn't know that or you do find that out it's empowering because you're like okay it sucks i gotta cut my saturated fat intake down even though it's essential for optimal health but i gotta i gotta be mindful like i can't you're not gonna just be able to eat it freely um like i do most of the time so the the genetic thing was was really cool uh even getting into some of the the muscle um like i had a higher like like basically a, a higher likelihood of being a endurance athlete based on my genetic set which i thought was interesting but also i could i can see that because all i i've always gravitated towards very like explosive fast twitch type of mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. sports but there is an endurance aspect to it, like snowboarding, for example. Like it takes a, a lot of explosive energy at any given point, um, or even rock climbing. Not that I'm a rock climber, but there's a huge endurance aspect to it. Yep. Even mountain pursuits in general, they're huge endurance aspect, and I've always really gravitated towards um, that type of pursuit. So I was like, okay, so that was empowering, especially you know going back to if I would have known that at a younger age, you know, 16, 17, 18 years old, whenever they allow you to, you know, start getting genetic testing. I'm sure it's just, if your parents say it's okay, um, that could potentially be a, a huge advantage and tailoring your, your training and nutritional protocol and a lot of things. So that, uh, so that first thing is the, the DNA test, um, that we did just through a saliva swab, really convenient mail. It, it literally just, spit into a vial and drop it in the mailbox and a few days later they they upload it on your dashboard so that was the first bit of results that i got back yeah i found that it's yeah that the convenience of it is uh that the convenience is is really nice it's not complicated and the results i mean it covers so many different aspects of your i think of your health and and that again i just point to them it's a map for me it's a map for me to know you know, kind of the areas I could work on and then the areas that are doing good. And the most thing I was most proud of is my glucose and my sugar levels were normal. And I, that was the one thing. Yeah, so that let's like, go. Dang. Let's go. Let's start from, um, let's go through each one and then we can talk about that because that's, that's really important. That goes back to, you know, previous episodes we've done on metabolic flexibility and intermittent fasting and, and that validates a lot of what we're teaching, coaching here at Mountain Wellness. So I, I had a similar results on stuff, but also some things that were like, whoa, I didn't expect that. So like that, the hematocrin, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mine was high too. Um, so Which where, is good. But, yeah. but Where do you go for that? So on the dashboard, you just go to the blood work section and you, you want to go down the list of it? Is that what you're saying or... Yeah, like, so let's just like, we and we don't have to go over it in detail, but just to get, I think it'll be fun to kind of compare, because if not, we're going to confuse the heck out of the listeners. Um, So if you go to the dashboard where it, it has the results where you can view the DNA and the blood work kind of together, or even if you just want to pull up your blood work results. Yeah, because my DNA results are not in like, yet. Oh, that's right. Okay. So that'll be fun to compare your DNA results to what your blood work is. I just, I started the opposite way. 
So yeah, just put, just look up or just pull your blood work up and, and have it all in front of you where you can view each section. I think they call it a table view. What's nice is they have an app too that works really well for, for folks. That, That's what I liked for getting into it is just like the recommendations and everything is right there in front of you on your phone. So glucose, yeah. Um, so it was, a, it, was a, it was higher than it was. It's still in an optimal range, but it was definitely higher than, a little bit higher than I guess I'd like it. Because it's 65 to 99, and I was in an 84, so I probably had some uh, cheesecake the night before, but <laughs> before the test, but I... Yes. <laughs> but, uh... Well, and that's... It, it's, uh... It's just a snapshot. That's the other thing, too. I was reminding Shay. So the, the one thing is the LDL well, that, that I find from everything that I've been lear- learning about inside track, a lot of people have elevated LDL and uh, that seems to be more common among the, the results coming back. It, it seems. And so that might yeah, zero to hundred. That's actually. Yeah. So I'm above the optimal range for that. And so that's where I'm interested now in the, in the DNA is that, would that be related to what you're talking okay. about with the fat intake and stuff? All right, hold on. Let's let's go back. So, because L- our listeners have no idea what LDL is. So, basically, like you get, I I wanted you to find the the dash, like basically the the results where they list it from your cardiovascular, uh, where they have your lipid profile, your fasting, like all the metrics. But there's so many damn <laughs> damn no. Uh, yeah no, sections in there. Analysts, uh, where they analyze and recommendations, that could be it. Because there's the one that says at risk, um, your lipid group is at risk due to the borderline high LDL, elevated levels of LDL. That's like, they kind of... Yeah, so one of the the, the in-depth uh, workups they do is your, your lipid profile, your cholesterol. And that one was interesting for me too, because there's so much... Uh, even with a lot of smart cardiologists and MDs, I've heard completely different opinions, like varying opinions across the board as far as like um, their approach on cholesterol. And like even Peter Atia, I know Peter Atia is pretty strong about like total cholesterol and, and he's pro, I shouldn't say pro, but he will use statins if you're above a, cert, a certain level. Um, and Obviously, we're not doctors, but from my understanding and like what I've, and I wish I can remember the, this, uh, it was a Canadian cardiologist, but he like broke it down in a way that made so much sense to me as far as like, obviously, like you're looking at, you're you're getting a total cholesterol number, but there's three primary, three primary uh, markers they look at, like your lipid markers, which would be HDL your LDL and then your triglycerides in a typical uh, medical setting. If you were going to, they look at your total cholesterol and then they base your total cholesterol and that number, if they're, that's what's going to decide what's, if they're going to put you on a statin or not. But then over the last, I would say decade or maybe even less, there's been, you know, a kind of a better understanding of like, that's not the whole 
story. Like let's look at the individual breakdown and that's what, you know, inside trackers doing. And you will hear like HDL is the good cholesterol, the LDL is the bad cholesterol and triglycerides are definitely like the bad, bad one. Mm. Um, but just like with other things in the body, like I don't think that it's never, it's never like good or bad. I think it's balance. So there's right. definitely optimal ranges. Um, and, and what I've heard from some of the experts in longevity medicine, it's like, if you look at your fasting, like we've talked about on previous episodes, like I've mentioned that the in longevity medicine, the two like big biomarkers for longevity are fasting insulin and fasting blood sugar. That gives like a you know that that sh- that gives us a really good snapshot of what your how optimal your metabolic health is, and we know that ninety percent of the population is not metabolically healthy, like they're they're at risk, meaning like they're they don't ever they're basically carbohydrate dependent. They're never exercising any sort of fasting, or they're forcing their metabolism to. Um, burn fatty acids and Mm. even a step beyond that get into a state of nutritional ketosis so in in this case if we you and i are looking at our uh, our fasting glucose and your a1c um and you said yours was slightly elevated right what Mm -hmm. was it it was just above the optimal range Uh, i don't know that's just like yeah, I think it was slightly above optimal, but now keep in mind that inside tracker is basing it on optimal ranges. Not are you, this isn't like general population. You're going to go into the doctor and get tested because they're going to look at like, okay, is this guy at a point where we need to put him on insulin or we need to, um, you know, basically put him on medication Mm-hmm. because there's no lifestyle intervention at your, you know, if you go see your normal doctor, I mean, they might tell you like, yeah, cut down the soft drinks or the fast food or be mindful, but there's no like data set where, so going back to, we know that in longevity, like the two biomarkers are, you know, fasting, low fasting insulin and low fasting uh, glucose, blood sugar, which you and I are, you know, I was optimal in that. So that told me like, okay, my metabolism's on point. Like all these things I practice from intermittent fasting to uh, even just doing like uh, days where I'm just keto or I'm completely restricting carbohydrates altogether. But basically like going back to that, there's no good or bad um, or it could be bad. Like keto, for example, if you do keto all the time, it's bad. But if you do it sometimes, it's really good. Because you're exercising and developing that metabolic flexibility. So, with that said, I looked at right away. I looked at my my A1C and my my fasting glucose. It was outstanding. It was like optimal. But then you, I went over. You go to my cardiovascular, like my cholesterol, my lipid profile, and I was in LDL. I was in the optimal range, but on the high side of the optimal range, I'm like just within a few points, I would have been outside of optimal. So basically that puts me that, that put their algorithm into like at risk and like needs some work. But it was interesting because if you looked at, if you broke down my, my, my lipid profile was like my HDL was like optimal, Mm -hmm. um, which that is the supposed good cholesterol. That's the, the fluffy, dense lipids like 
that are free flowing in your bloodstream. And, you know, it's like, that's the good stuff. And my LDL was optimal, even though it was within a few points of on the high side. And then my triglycerides were really low. So, but it's interesting because I still think there's this, um, they largely base it on, this is, this is really what I wanted to, the point I want to make that is makes me scratch my head. And a lot of people that are in longevity medicine is um, so my like total cholesterol, like there's no, basically there's been a lot of data or like meta analysis where they've extracted clinical research and looked at like um, has does cholesterol cause like is it is a is a cause of death? Like is high cholesterol a cause of mortality? Mm. And then like all these research studies that they pulled out, they actually showed the opposite that high cholesterol contributed to a longer lifespan. Oh wow. And so that's right, like it does so it makes no sense at all because it's like, okay, well we there's no research and clinical data that shows that having high cholesterol basically causes it causes um an early death however if we like start breaking down the the types of cholesterol or like the you know the the triglycerides for example if your triglycerides are high your ldl is high and your hdl is high and your total yeah, like that brings your total cholesterol really high yeah that can't be good right? and you look at your fasting you know glucose and it's off the charts like for me that's like okay you're you're metabolically like really unhealthy like mm-hmm. you're and at that point it's like i i feel like that's probably going to send you down the the <laughs> the road of cardio some type of like uh cardiovascular issue um but anyways like the the whole thing is um focusing more on your metabolic health um with that being your fasting glucose because by you when you take when you get your blood work done you're getting a 12 you're basically fasting for 12 hours which i know i do i think you do too mike like i'm i'm fasting 12 to 16 hours every single day yeah i do it anyways nothing um so I thought it was interesting that I said I was like basically borderline high in the LDL, but yet I was optimal and in, in the H, HDL and, and triglycerides and optimal. So it's, you know, they're still working within. That was interesting to me. So I'm kind of taking that one with a grain of salt, even though I was optimal. It's and, and I say that, too, because it's funny. They Did you look at your biological age versus your chronological age? Did you look at that one? Yeah, it's been a while. I had to pull that back up. Um I want to say it said that I was kind of right on target. I, I don't. Rem- I don't remember it saying that I was like you know twenty five or something. I'll have to look look that up. Let me see if I can find it. Yeah. So it's and then the you know the last piece of the cholesterol thing that is we've talked about it in in previous episodes um, is the the type of fats you're consuming. Um, linoleic acid or like what's found in vegetable oil is the one that you know i've heard a lot of not a lot but some really smart longevity cardiologists talk about that they they really think that's the cause of the plaque or the atherosclerosis um 
it's yeah. not, you know, these, it's basically not these, these healthy saturated fats we're consuming because those are essential for, for hormone development. Like I'm talking about, Oh, which that's actually a good transition. What did your, what did your testosterone look like? Did you get, did you break that one down? Yeah, I was, that a little, was interesting to uh, me. I was a little low. It's like I could, they were, they couldn't make recommendations, but they, but they were saying it was a little bit low. Um, and there's certain things where they'll, and they'll I recommend would, food. They'll recommend certain foods to help, but but uh, it's kind of got to be individualized. Yeah, and that goes back to okay. So actually, I'm gonna. This is a great example too. So um, they, you know, there was a few suggestions. I think in my, the, my uh, cholesterol, like my lipid profile, they had suggested like replace your red meats two days a week with plant-based foods mm-hmm. or plant-based proteins. I and did then like see that. A couple things that I cringed. It was like soy. And then they had another thing where they told me to replace uh, something with non-fat milk. And I was just like, ah, so you can still tell some of this is being, because mind you, it's like you have registered dietitians um, and they're working off of like <laughs> a lot of the traditional food models in medicine is, which is kind of interesting. So there were a few recommendations. I was like, yeah, definitely won't be drinking uh, non-fat milk. (laughs) Okay, so my testosterone... But yeah, you're right. ...said it was good. It says your optimal zone... um, Yeah, so that... Testosterone was okay. The only... So mine was interesting because my total testosterone was, you know, on the, the optimal zone, but turns out my i didn't have as much free testosterone so my sex uh binding globulin uh, i can't say that word <laughs> spg or whatever shbg was, yeah there you go okay i have the same thing. that was it, hot, it says high needs work yeah mine says needs work yep yep same thing so that like does so, that mean you need more sex is that how you help it <laughs> <laughs> I'm down yeah. for that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, honey, this is the recommendation. <laughs> I don't think I get that one by her. She's too smart. That's funny. Uh, the unfortunate part is it's probably the opposite. The biohacker the, the biohacker in me knows like retention is probably better as far as like semen retention. <laughs> uh, the longer we hold out, the higher our testosterone goes. So for you young ones out there, like don't be uh you know, yanking that thing every night because it's going to deplete your energy and your testosterone. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I wish I would. I'm say. I'm serious. I wish That's I would have known that little hack. Not even little hack. Um, and it's it's funny because I was reading Napoleon's Hill, Napoleon Hill's book, uh, Think and Grow Rich, like, I don't yeah. know, six, like last year. And there's a whole section about that. It's just. Um, really? I never yeah, would have thought it's, of it. It's, he As calls a factor, it, but um, it could be, sure. And he calls it like sexual transmission, or it basically talks about the sexual energy is the. I remember the most, that. Yeah, uh, there was power, something about that. Powerful energy of all energies. And if you can harness that and use it for, um, you know, other things, basically, but mm-hmm. it's, a, it's an art form. It's like a, you gotta, you gotta develop the skill. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's. You gotta find that book. There's gotta be a book on somewhere. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like uh, there's some stuff floating around out there. 
London Real. There's a podcast. Um, what was his name? Uh, uh, he was a. I've heard of London Real. Yeah, Brian Rose. Brian Rose interviewed this this Taoist dude, um, some like grandmaster, and he like laid down all these like crazy <laughs> ancient like hacks and stuff, and it was like mind blowing. But anyways, we digress. But back to the testosterone. That was like that was kind of interesting to me because I was uh, definitely in the the higher optimal zone, but I could do some work um, getting my free testosterone higher and my the other one adjusted get it lower so i've been doing some research on how to do that so that's the thing it's like it's really empowering getting this stuff back and and then you can tailor uh make some adjustment uh, adjustments they have the supplemental recommendations there for you and even lifestyle and mind you all those are based on research too mike which is really cool so the latest research supplements they recommend yep it's not like, oh yeah, my uh, I read this blog and this new supplement supposedly gonna help. No, it's this is good stuff. It's like all research backed. Well, they save us a lot of time. Then you think about it, because you don't have to go do the work to figure out. Okay, this is what they said was high. Now what do I do? And then you have no. You got to go to a dietitian. You got to go. You know, it saves a lot of time because they point you in the directions. As well, so you're like, oh, okay. If I increase these things and eat less of this, this, or you know, this is going to potentially bring that back into balance, and I don't have to go about searching on the internet or hiring another person to figure out, you know, what am I supposed to do That's here. It. So I like that that aspect, that aspect of it. It's powerful. It's a powerful tool. Yeah, and it it is. Yeah, I'm 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 totally stoked. It's um. And and having supplements, I think that's the best. Having your supplements made it easier, easier too, because uh, I can order. I just order directly from uh, Wellevate. I ordered um, whey protein, the grass fed whey, because they said I was I could do with more protein, and uh, also the Thorn Research, which I really like. Thorn, I got the vitamin D uh, as well. That's those two things are. I'm supplementing a little bit, especially when I'm traveling. I find when I'm. If I'm going to be gone for a week. My diet's all over the place. I want to take the things like vitamin D supplementation stuff with me. So it's like my diet means maintains itself because I find if I travel and I do a bunch of stuff, I can yep. come back. Like in this case, I got sick. I came back from New York and I, I had a cold for a week and I was like, dang, you know, if I had my diet, <laughs> if I had my stuff with me, like I did in Colorado, would that have offset me potentially getting sick? I know you I've know? learned not to travel with my stuff. Like I, I just make my supplements part of, I had one of those moments when I was traveling. I'm like, wait, why don't like, it's an essential every single day, but I would just kind of be like, all right, I'm only going to take like a few things like calm. For example, I'd always take my magnesium, but now Kayla's like laughing at me. I got like a duffel bag. No, not really, but I do have like, <laughs> I got, like <laughs> this drop bag. Bag. it's probably got like 20 bottles in it, but, um, security's like, what's all this powder? Yeah. Man? I haven't. It's all this white powder. <laughs> It's a natural calm. Yeah, that's another, sure it is, Corey. Step aside here. That's another reason why I started like keeping them in the bottles rather than dealing with TSA asking what it is and all these baggies. I'm like, forget this. Like, I'm just going to bring the damn bottles. See, that's what I do. I have all the baggies. It's pretty funny. I always tease, you know, Catherine about it. But 
but I have all the baggies. But the thing is, like, because here's what I was reading about the gut, because I've been also do, working in on the gut, and that like 80% of our immune system is connected to the gut. I forget how they, they explained it, but your immunity is is highly connected to the gut, and I'm working on that. But, you know, if you're out traveling and you totally change your diet and you decimate your, your gut uh, flora, you know, maybe you drink a little bit, you're just eating all these processed foods. So then, to me, I feel susceptible. And sure enough, man, I, I get sick. Like, I get back and I'm, I have a cold immediately. So I always think, okay, if I can keep my diet on point, if I can keep some of my supplementation on point for balance, then will that allow me to, you know, bypass a cold or something like that that catches me because I'm traveling, I got jet lag, you know, you're up, you're off. Yeah, the key is like, it it comes back to keeping all of those biomarkers in optimal ranges or at least, you know, working hard to. And that's why it's important to retest every three months, six months to get that snapshot of where you are and then make adjustments. I'm excited for the next one because now it's going to be tailored adjustments on supplements and even lifestyle um you know for example my white blood cell and then some inflammatory markers were high but i also know that i was sore because i worked out on friday with kelby and barker so i was uh it was a pretty intense workout and i thought i'd be good but you know the fact that i was sore it i knew that that was related to the some of the inflammatory markers that came up but it's a just um yeah working to get in those optimal ranges it's going to ensure that you have it's insurance basically like now you got to go into battle and you're like oh. i could take a few hits and it's not going to knock me down but if your vitamin d's in the tank and your magnesium's low and you know these other biomarkers and all of a sudden you walk on a plane and and there's a virus that's circulating guess what like your immune system is is all you know it's already kind of in overdrive and you know going back to what mike said i I can't even that is a hundred percent true like as far as the gut goes it, it all starts in the gut um even it's important to get blood work done but if you're not literally starting with the gut as far as like making sure that it's you're not bloated you don't have gas you don't have heartburn you don't have indigestion you're not constipated um you're not burping like any of these things that i just listed on a regular basis happening on a regular basis or is yep and is happening after you eat like that is a sign that you have gut issues going on and they call it the second brain there's there's been more research in the last 10 years on on the gut brain connection it used to be laughed at like when I first was going through my stuff after the accident, like literally my, my MD was like, you have IBS. That's what it was diagnosed with before. Mm. If you had any sort of stomach issues, it's like you have irritable bowel syndrome. But now we know that there's a, basically the gut communicates with the brain in real time. So if there's any virus that comes in, if there's any like food, like everything is there's there's signaling that's going on from the gut to the brain. Uh, beyond that, there's other chemicals, really important chemicals like serotonin and dopamine that are produced in the gut. So if your gut is in, in, inflamed and you're in a sympathetic driven state, um, experiencing anxiety or depression, um, most of the time your gut is compromised. Like 
you're going to have all these digestive issues as well. And when that happens, your nervous system is sympathetic driven. So guess what? You're not in a rest digest. Um, Hmm. You're not producing adequate neurochemicals to support your mood and your mental health. So it's literally like it, you got to get your gut under control. Um, we need to do a whole podcast on, yeah. on on that because I've I've dove into I've been increasing my probiotics across the board in food and uh, also I found a supplement yeah it's in Wellevate that I got that's, vegetable uh, yeah vegetable oil fried food um and then and that's everywhere in every restaurant issues, that like, you go out to eat it's every, like everywhere French fry. Uh, everything they cook it in and they keep reheating and using the same oil all day long. And so it's just, it's just, it's hard. You gotta, you gotta be, you gotta be, uh, yeah, it, cognizant of all of there's that. There's so much, we should do an episode. There's so many interesting facts and, and I could brush up on it cause it's been a while since I've, but I, I mean the stomach, your stomach is, is the, the lining of your stomach is, um, as thin as a sheet of paper. So you have like you mentioned probiotics if you don't have a diverse microbiome of like good healthy bugs that are you know digesting food and eating certain byproducts of the food that we eat um Mm -hmm. like fermentable fibers and butyric acid like all these things it's like a really sophisticated ecosystem it's amazing why antibiotics are so bad because you literally carpet bomb everything like yeah you get rid of the good bacteria or the bad bacteria but you also wipe out the the good bacteria. Um, And so then at that point, you know, if you think of your stomach lining is literally like the, as thin as a sheet of paper with these. um, And then you're eating an inflammatory diet. Guess what happens? You get micro particles that leak into the bloodstream and and start to cause food allergies and, and autoimmune issues because the the body's, you know, it's like, there's literally microparticles getting into the bloodstream and that's why people start to, and I experienced it myself. You start to become allergic to everything. Dude, you just confirmed a hundred percent. What you just said is what's happening with Cameron's, uh, with what an extended family member of mine. Um, and she has broken out in rashes, red, red, gnarly rashes all over her, like her arms and stuff. And she couldn't figure out what it was. Yeah. She's gone to multiple doctors and, uh, have multiple allergy tests. She had a, a nut allergy for a while so she knew she had certain allergies to nuts but then this then her allergic reaction stuff went completely off the rails like she was breaking out red rashes and right now she's tracing it back to um antibiotics from surgeries and because she had calf surgeries when she was really young and then she's also had some surgeries i think in the mouth where she gave her sinus infections and so she was yeah. taking antibiotics for that and so she's switched now to a ton of fermented foods she's completely it's and it seems to be working like like everything you just said about creating more and more allergies is exactly what happened to her and then that's where they're she's they're tracing it on their own because the doctors can't figure it out they're just saying here's what you're allergic to but they don't know how to solve it other than creams but then the cream had something in it that actually made it worse so their only yeah. hope is to go to the diet and to the gut and to uh, eliminate the things that she's allergic to, and then start trying to rebuild that gut flora so that it's that's really strong. That's exactly it. It's elimination of most things. That it's not that you're not going to be able to eat them ever again, but you know, like to some extremes, it's like eggs, most da- all dairy, 
Uh, gluten is one of the biggest offenders. Um, gluten was my trigger. Uh, soy, but what's it, it, it? But rebuilding, like getting the building blocks to replenish the gut, is the most important. Like through that elimination phase. So uh, I found that bone broth, like a really good bone broth. Like I, at the at that point, I was making my own bone broth when you and I were going to. Um, uh, what's what was that little co-op the grass uh grass-fed beef place oh yeah um yeah, yeah, yeah. valley yeah. novi ranches novi shout, shout out to novi Those ranches guys are awesome. um yeah but like i remember i'd get the the bones like the knuckle bones and i'd go home and kayla's like what are you doing i'm, I'm making <laughs> bone broth dude that's a whole like, other podcast so weird. yeah <laughs> our wives are always like what are you doing man yeah, but now, hey, that was like before you had companies like um, Kettle and Fire, which is a is a great. That's, that's my like favorite a, bone broth. Standard yeah. protocol. I put. Yeah. yeah, I dip a little more butter in and, there and, and salt, you can, and it's just freaking unbelievable. Yeah, that's good uh, stuff. yeah. You got to salt definitely. It's like sodium free, so you got to salt to taste. But you know, that's the college, and then colostrum is another big one uh, mm. that I still take daily outstanding for the gut that's colostrum is the the milk that um first come out first comes out of mother's breast milk in all mammals hmm. and it's uh it's literally meant to coat the gut like it has the a lot of great things in it for immunity and and just basically the gut so yeah dude well and i think that's what this episode is um, about is just we have the tools now um, we've aligned ourselves with Inside Tracker. I know Corey, you've been doing some amazing work at the den with with people and having their all of their DNA and blood work done and coaching them. And 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 it's been uh, it's just been it's fairly new. It's for a tool like that to have that. Yeah, tool. it it is. It, it it takes a lot of. It allows me to coach more than sit and try to analyze data because I'm not a doctor. I'm not a physician. I don't have formal medical training. Um, I've had plenty of uh, clients or athletes show up with blood work and be like, you know, I've had recent blood work done. Most of them haven't been through an anti-aging like longevity uh, company, so right. they're they're mostly looking at just like standard workups. So, and I, you know, I don't know optimal ranges. Like, I don't sit and study numbers like Ben Greenfield does. I'm sure he knows, <laughs> right. I'm sure he knows like every everything, but um, and Ben Greenfield's great, you guys. Like, I'm I'm just making a joke at Ben. Um, uh, you can check out his stuff, Ben Greenfield Fitness, uh, dot com, or now it's like Ben Greenfield Life dot com. But I learned a whole lot from that guy about nutritional biochemistry, and that's what he is—a nutritional biochemist and physiologist. But, anyways, um, like it just allows me now to really coach, um because there's this set of data with the recommendations there. And then if, you know, the, the, cause I've only been doing it this last week, but the, when they have the recommendations on supplements and now a client's like, well, it says I should take ashwagandha. I can now, you know, sit in with them and talk about why ashwagandha works and, um, when to take it and why they want to take it, how they want it or when, how all that good stuff. So it's, a uh, and it, it, I think it's helping my clients to understand 
and build their own intuition and understanding of what they're feeling in their body rather than being like, I'm just on some protocol that my coach or this new program, this new diet. That's, I'm always trying to like really empower people to understand what, why they're doing what they're doing, whether it's eating, exercising, or even, you know, the mind or the, the deeper work with mindfulness and all that good stuff. So, well, and I think that, um, yeah, go ahead, Mike. Well, I think to, to one of the things that in wrapping all of this up is, is, is my doctor, the last time I visited her, she's like, I'm changing to a new format and she's kind of a, an MD, but also holistic. Like she does both approaches. Yeah. So I like it cause she's like a hybrid, but she's like, I'm now going to cut all my patients down from like 1200 patients to like 300 patients. And we're going to go to this monthly charge where we're going to charge like $800 a month, which I was like, yeah. dang. And she's like, because I find most people are not serious, don't take their health serious, and they aren't interested in really doing what I'm basically telling them to do, lifestyle changes, whatever. And so she's just going to take the top 300. And uh, I don't know how she was filtering it, but she was telling me this. And of course, I was there handing her my blood work, and she's looking at me like, what do you need me for? So you're one of the serious people. So she was <laughs> telling me about this program. I think she wanted me to join the program. And it was interesting because I'm like, the world is changing in the medical industry. Like, y- y- we, you can't yep. afford to ignore your health because it's getting so expensive. Like, if you don't have health insurance, I mean, you know, you're talking like $800 a month just to have someone that you can go to. That doesn't, they're not helping you every month unless you need them. And I'm thinking, $800 a month, that's, in, that's incredible. So, it, it makes sense right now if you can take and take and grab hold of your health and your longevity, like basically what Corey's doing and what we're doing right now with, I mean, that's Mountain Wellness's mission is about longevity. And and so we're, we've taken the, you know, the, I think we're putting these tools to work because I think there's, that the medical industry is changing. I think physicians realize that people don't want to make the lifestyle changes and they're, or they aren't disciplined enough to do it. And so they throw up their hands and just stick you on medication because they're like, well, we'll just manage your pain. We'll just manage you then because you're not going to make these changes. So what we're basically saying is, is empower yourself and make these changes and take it, take advantage of it now. So this is a, these are powerful tools. Um, I know we, we got into the weeds about a different things, but these are very powerful tool uh, to help you in your longevity journey for sure. Oh, it's so true. It's really interesting times. Like from what I hear in the medical field, because yeah, you know more. Well over 50% of f- physicians now work for large organizations, um, large groups, like mm-hmm. as far as hospitals and, and even bigger organizations than that. And with that are policies and procedures that they have to adhere to and follow. So COVID was a great example of that, where a lot of doctors were basically had their ha- hands tied behind their back because they couldn't practice medicine the way they wanted to practice like the word practice right it's like wow they got to use their their knowledge of the years they've been practicing medicine to best treat that patient and that a lot of that was um was being lost because or a lot of it has been lost because of these um a lot of physicians working for large organizations um along with big pharma and, and not even like oh, getting, man. it's not even conspiracy <laughs> stuff. It's That's a like, whole nother road. It's yeah. well known. And what Mike is alluding to is there is a movement now in 
the medical field of young doctors because you know doctors now that are graduating medical school are like i think they'd be gen z now and we have practicing millennials and they say millennials are the first generation that are like health conscious like i don't really consider myself a millennial i'm that that i forget what they call me that the year of transition um it was the last graduating year of like before everything went online basically uh but anyways to, uh, that's aside the point but I guess that makes me like, a dinosaur then. we have a, <laughs> yeah <laughs> with all that stuff well i think we had the last great generation of like high school and Hell yeah. some of our adolescent years the pressures are just insane now. Yeah, they are. Um, and you can see why, especially raising kids. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, I totally got sidetracked. No, but, but the point is <laughs> like, we need to, we, we need to take, we, we need to take active oh. control over our health and longevity. We need to do that individually. That's right. Yeah, we do. We do take active control. But I was what I was saying too is that we have a young generation of doctors that are actually health conscious now, and they're like, "Wait a second, um, like I don't, I don't want to practice medicine like that." And and Mike's doctor sounds like she's one of those. Like, you know what? I actually want to help people be healthy, and not just treat them when they're sick and help them make their dot the 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 last ten twenty years of their life just like comfortable. Right. It, they want it, active participants. If I was a doctor. Yep. Yeah, like optimal. Like I want to walk in and be talk to a doctor and be like, "How do I become optimal?" That's not something that is, you know, out there. And so, anyways, uh this is this episode is going out right before Thanksgiving and with all everything we're talking about today, Inside Trackers running on Black Friday. Um, deal on everything on their website. I think the details are in the ad up front, so you guys can go back and and listen to that because I don't have them off the top. Do you, Mike? Yeah, no. But we'll have it regardless all done for you. Yeah, and regardless, twenty percent off um anything in the Inside Tracker store. So if you go to insidetracker dot com forward slash Mountain Wellness, um that will get you 20% off anything in the store. So Mike and I did the full longevity workup and that's the DNA blood physicians, like kind of feedback report. It's amazing, but um, you can just do a simple blood test and that's a great place to start as well. Mm -hmm. So cruise over to insidetracker.com forward slash mountain wellness, check their stuff out. And then um, also supplements Um, after you get your results back from inside tracker or uh, you want to just start on some of your daily essentials, uh, cruise over to our website, mountainwellnesslife.com, click on the supplement tab, set up a profile, and you can start browsing all of our top supplements that we carry at Mountain Wellness, um, Thorn Research, Peer Encapsulations, um, Natural Vitality, Calm, all the stuff we were talking about today. Um, and then also beyond that, coaching is available so if you guys have questions anything we talked about today you're interested in kind of taking that next step into self-optimization biohacking uh, shoot us an email at team at mountainwellnesslife.com and uh, Shay will get back to you and we'll get you set up so 
You got anything else, my brother? Yeah, that you got last plans th- for Thanksgiving. What are you doing? Oh wait, th- dude. The last thing you said about walking into a physician's office and saying, "I'd like to do self optimization," <laughs> he would just look at you because. <laughs> Usually, what do we go there for when something's wrong and they're there to try to fix sick. that? You're sick. Yeah. So it's it's a very interesting approach to 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 have an approach of self-optimization and, and, and where do I go for that? And I think that's where we're... we're and I mentioned it we're in the it. beginning, but I'll say it again. Like That's the, the really great part about Inside Tracker or some of these other you know anti-aging longevity ways of testing is... They're giving you optimal ranges versus going into the doctor and the doctor's like, no, you're good. Like you're, you're, you're good. You're not going to die. But that doesn't mean that you're fasting insulin, you're fasting glucose, your lipid profile doesn't mean they're optimal, right? It doesn't, Mm -hmm. it's just like, but if you can do, you could do a full workup and see where your ranges are and start working towards optimal ranges that could literally put another decade on your life or the improve the quality of your life in those later years because i know for like just watching some of my my older relatives that passed um and just what they went through it's like yeah they lived to be 80 but the last 15 years of their life were miserable like wow that's just in the hospital dang you know like they're on literally 15 medications um because they said to start taking medications for you know, medications they were taking, the side effects of other ones. And it's like that, all that can be, um, you can get ahead of that. You can totally get ahead of that and, and optimize now to where you're not dealing with sickness later and being treated for sickness. Yes. Oh, that's the goal, man. Right there. So what are you doing for Thanksgiving? You know, we got, we got a family coming in. Um, we'll probably be together. On the the day after, well, it's interesting because, like, I was telling you about the family member who who's struggling with the uh, all the al- food allergies. She she can't eat anything, so she's like on a super restricted diet. Like, it's no, no you know, because everything's right now. They're trying to figure out what it is, and so that's made it a little more complicated. So we're shifting Thanksgiving around so that we can accommodate everyone's uh, dietary restrictions. I guess you could say is she, is she at least with a naturopath or a, like. Some type of functional, no, integrated not, doc. No, or, had I, I recommended dang. that, but they went to you know the standard doctors and stuff and got the test and then got on some kind of steroid or cream and uh, it didn't really work well. Um, so they had to now they're now they're chasing the fermented foods and things of that nature. So I think it's going to help them. I really do, especially with what you just said when your own experience of allergies connected to the gut and how everything just gets out of control i think that's gonna that's gonna help yeah yeah it's just sounds like a pretty well you can send her over to mountain wellness for some (laughs) yeah i totally already have like for nutrition coaching we got some really good (laughs) also some really good pile uh probiotics up there um we've got some good yeah yeah no there's like there's outstanding products i mean there's and oh yeah and that by the way um i don't have that off the top of my head but we're, uh, I think we're running 20, I can't remember, but uh, we're running a, a special too, or well of eight is like everything in, in the well of eight store on black Friday or black Friday weekend is going to be discounted from our already price on mountain wellness. So cruise over to mountain wellness, And, uh, that's where you'll find it. 
and then um sorry inside tracker.com slash forward slash mountain wellness will get you all the inside tracker stuff so awesome with that um i just got some i'm hanging with the family here in montana we always do it big kayla's family does it big for thanksgiving nice so, uh, that's awesome hanging Joy and time with the family and the boys and trying to stay warm in this sub-zero weather. <laughs> <laughs> right on. So, all right, bro. Good to catch up. We will, uh, yeah, for sure. And I uh, hope you guys all have an amazing week and keep spreading that mountain stoke. Catch you on the next episode. Peace. The information provided on the Mountain Wellness Podcast is for educational purposes only and not a substitute for professional medical advice. You should always consult a medical professional or healthcare provider if you're seeking medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment.